everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dwarf Fortress Talk. This is Rainseeker, and I'm here with our illustrious leader, Tarn Adams, also known as Toady One. Say hello. Hello, Toady One. Hello, Gracie. And <laughs> as we were saying, um, we are having a captain-free episode today. He might appear later, um, perhaps. Anytime. Anytime he could show up. Anytime. You could show up anytime. Anyway, so we're we're moving on with our podcast, and um, he will be missed, but it is likely he is out there saving lives somehow. That's or, right. Or kids, kids from trees or something like that. That's so, right. It's important to do your community service. Exactly. Not to say that he's a criminal. No. He's actually just serving the community. That's right. It's it's voluntary community service. Right. Exactly. Because he's the community captain. heroism, really. He is the captain. Yes. He's the captain, and he's tastic. Um, we, I also wanted to, before we started, talk about our get together. So we're having a Dwarf Fortress meetup this year for 2011, and we want everyone who can come to come. It'll be on the West Coast. It's going to be in Redding, California, my hometown. And, um, Tarn's going to come, Zach's going to come, Captain Tastic's going to be there, um, and I will be there, of course. And it's going to be held at the local Marie Calendars. You guys can have pie. <laughs> and uh, basically, it's going to be, um, it's going to, we're, you're going to end up coming in. You're going to be paying um, uh, a registration fee, which covers lunch, and uh, which, which ends up being a buffet, I guess. And uh, look online for more details for that. And um, but we it's it's going to be below twenty dollars, so hopefully everyone can come. There's also going to be some people who are you know setting up group rates for hotels or, and for camping. I think there's two different groups. And um, the nice thing about Ring Calendars, it's adjacent to three different hotels, so we will be um, easily taken care of in that area. Yeah, so we've got a forum thread active for this uh, where you can you can say that you're coming. Uh, so we yep. can get a head count, and uh, I will link that up with the Dwarf Fortress talk. So I appreciate that, and let's get on with our talk. We are talking today about our amazing, mysterious uh, new release, uh, right. which is coming up here. <laughs> the right. Night... Creatures of the Night. That's and, right. More uh, Creatures of the Night. More Creatures of the Night. Significantly more than we uh, we had let on in the development pages, but that's okay. Right. And, uh, for instance, we have the uh, the boogie duck, which is like this little plastic duck that will scare you in the middle of the night with its that's squeaking. That's right, but only if you're taking a bath. That's right. That's right. In the, in the dark. <laughs> so just be careful about taking baths in the dark. That's, That's just right. one little spoiler. I won't spoil anything else. But. Yeah, yeah. If we if we if we spoil too much, then people might not download the game anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So no, seriously, we have. Um, what what do you want to tell us about right now? And then I'll come up with some. Questions for you. <laughs> well, so so we've been working the past. Um, I guess it's been a week or a week or more now um, on uh, adding adding in night creatures that we had wanted to add. Back when we did uh, the the trolls uh, and ghosts uh, from before, but we didn't we didn't get a chance to to finish a whole lot of them, 
And so now we 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 we're coming back to it, and we've got ideas for every color of the rainbow. Uh, and now we we're 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 on the the second the second or the, the actually the third one of those. We started with the the animated dead, which is really just a, a rehash uh, at first of of the animated dead that were already in the evil regions. Uh, so that there's there's now a whole sort of cursing framework where we're calling them interactions because they're not always bad. Uh, they're, so we're, they're, not, we're not talking about skeletons. We're talking about zombies and skeletons. Uh, yeah, the the, the 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 zombie skeleton dis- distinction is an artificial one that uh, we had before in in all the previous releases where you're either a zombie or a skeleton and it would sort of pre-rot you. It would rot. It would if it generated a zombie, it would rot it a little bit, uh, and if it generated a skeleton, it would rot everything that's rotable completely away, except for possibly some connective tissue to stop the thing from falling apart. And so, so the 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 distinction there was was completely made up uh, as as one or the other. And now it just I mean it's it's not doing anything really different now. Except that there's just one kind of animation, and when it generates one, it just says how old is the body, and uh. and and rots it. Uh, so uh, you essentially get the same thing. You get zombies or skeletons coming in, but there's no um, there's no there's no real uh, meaningful distinction at, at this point uh, b- between those. It's just whatever happens, and whenever whenever you have an animation effect happen in play on a body you can see it it never turns into a skeleton it just takes the body as it's been saved on the ground and raises it up with all of the wounds it had before it, it on the corpses it saves every wound that they've undergone uh in life is just it is maintained when they land on the ground so when they get back up they'll still be missing an eye or still be missing an arm um or whatever or if they're if you chop someone's arm off and it had previously had two of its fingers chopped off and then you animate the arm the arm will still be missing those two fingers um, so it's it's all it's all working like it should uh, with right. the with the animation effects. Uh, the 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 kind of downside of that at this point is is that that skeletons act more like zombies. They move slowly, uh, but that's just the skeletons in these evil regions that it generates. Um, because there's nothing that really says how fast they should move. I mean, the whole speed changing thing is completely artificial right now. It just says you move slower than than a, a normal creature because that's part of this effect because the skeletons and zombies shouldn't be moving in the first place because their muscles are either deteriorated or completely missing right um right so so it's just it's just made up uh numbers but so the more wounds a creature has the easier it is to kill or how do you kill one of these creatures well if if it's already if it's already wounded then it has a lesser attack capacity especially if things are missing and chopped off um, and you can you can hack off their heads and arms. If 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 a zombie has no grasping portions and it has no head, then it collapses. So that's that's one way to go is to hack it to pieces. Uh, and otherwise, we've still got the system in where you take the um, it just takes the amount of force that has been applied to it, and you're kind of shaking loose the animation effect, and then it just collapses. Which is, I mean, it's kind of like saying hit points. There's just a little bit more to it than that, but not much. It's basically hit points. And uh, that is until we, we get combat pulping. <laughs> like, really, really, <laughs> so, so that you can take a, 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 a mace or a baseball bat or whatever and beat it into a pulp, an actual pulp. Then, uh-huh. then we won't need that system anymore, but, but, but we require, we require pulping. 
Yeah, and there's no pulping, so there's no uh, so there's there's still a kind of uh, uh, accrued damage <laughs> that you that it just keeps track of uh, in an abstract way uh, for the animation effect. Um, and that's that's the so that's the first category, and and then we moved on from there. We moved on to uh, necromancers, and that's when we started throwing in uh, this whole this whole idea of secrets that can be taught to them. Um, right now, the gods just give them these kind of Ten Commandments style tablets that have the uh, the secrets of life and death written on them, and then they uh, they learn from those, and then they just hide the tablet somewhere because they're like they don't know what to do with it because they don't need it anymore. <laughs> and, and then they run off into the wilds and start uh, going to battlefields and raising zombies, and and um, this is all in world generation. And then they they have the zombies build a little tower for them, and then they hang out in the tower uh, and cause trouble uh, in fortress mode and so on. And also, the zombies can can build, or or in story at least. Yeah, yeah, in 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 in, in yeah, in the in 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 world gen, they can be ordered around to do simple tasks and things. So, uh, what about having a zombie-filled fortress with zombies that are building it for you? Uh, well, of course, we're not supporting that right now, but it, it's certainly if the necrom- <laughs> necromancers can do it, uh, as 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 a theoretical exercise, it's a fair thing to put in the game. We just have to. Get get you. Uh, I mean, there's, there's there'd be a whole messy interface required for raising the dead and so on. It's probably more <laughs> likely to happen first in adventure mode. I mean, we're we're not quite right. sure if we're going to get to it this time. Adventurers learning sequence and raising zombies, but it it's a fairly low hanging fruit, so we'll we'll probably try and do it. And then you'd have zombie buddies. You'd have these zombie buddies that are traveling around with you. These like they'd be like your adventuring companions, except they'd be your zombie buddies instead. And uh, you can't you can't really order your buddies your living buddies to do anything right now. So it's not like your zombie buddies would suddenly be able to follow orders. But once your living buddies can follow orders, we'd probably make it so your zombie buddies can follow orders too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of strange going to town with a bunch of you know goblin corpses that are shambling after you. Yeah, you'd figure people would object. Um, and yeah, and probably so. Hopefully, going to get to uh, the objections a bit with the. Uh, the stage we're starting now is mummies uh, and 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 disturbed undead, more broadly speaking. But of course, the mummy is one of the inspirations for it. Um, and yes. and the the uh, so so we've got that that's that's another kind we're starting up on. Um, exactly, right. nothing's scarier than a, a disturbed mummy. That's right. You messed up my soaps. I was watching my soaps. Stop it. Stop messing with my artifacts. It'll be like you put that statue back. You put right. that book back. You put that thing back. And I don't know. I mean, do people ever put them back? Because we'll have to we'll have to say what happens when you when you if you actually put it back. Uh, Maybe they give you a, a reward for that or something. And they just go back to sleep and, and then you touch <laughs> it again and then they open one eye and they just look at you. And you're like, don't touch that. And then <laughs> and you'll be I able. Told to, you. Yeah, so you might have like be able to set up a stop motion animation of the thing's eyes opening and closing as you reach your hand forward and back <laughs> to the statue. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> but but they 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 probably get tired of that eventually and and curse you like they're supposed to. So um, there's different styles of curses. Uh, that I mean they they can just they can just you know go hardcore and give you some disease or turn you or just kill you or whatever. That'd be kind of boring though. So other things they could do is 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 kind of um, either either just kind of uh, by giving you some kind of bad vibe or by making you completely hideous or half rotted or something they could kind of ostracize you from society. That was one of the things we were going to toy with. Uh, we were going to toy with um, having them having them uh, 
have other things in the in the in the crypt that get disturbed maybe haunt you no matter where you go you've always got something kind of slowly shambling after you or whatever uh so that whenever you sleep you have you you know you'd have to deal with the fact that this thing has found you um and then you either have to run yeah. off again or kill it temporarily and then continue on now does that uh can that be cured are you, is there a, a method to cure these things uh, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't really gotten to, 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 um, to curing curses. Uh, it's basically the, uh, <laughs> you know, if you want to be a, 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 a grave robber, then you get what's coming to you. Um, although, uh, it's certainly, it's certainly fair, especially if you want to have an adventure that lasts a while to be able to deal with stuff like this, but we're probably not going to do it at first. Probably just have to deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and the, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are some other things we were thinking of doing. We don't need to spoil everything for the mummies. So that's, that's, that's mummies. And that's where, that's where we're on now. And then, and that, that takes care of the, the mummy, of course, the disturbed undead, all of them are going to be a kind of yellow color. And the necromancers are all bright purple right now. And the animated dead flash, uh, flash a dark, um, a dark kind of cyan symbol uh, because you want to still be able to see what it's more important for them than it is for the necromancers and mummies to see what species they are because a, a shambling zombie elephant is worse than a shambling zombie duck. Uh, <laughs> right. Not the ducks, no! <laughs> so, so, it, so, so that that really slowly kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, who cares? Try to pay the bill. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it. But but they they have the the uh, the N is uh, is slowly flashing over them, uh, and then they kind of shamble toward you. Uh, the 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 uh, but with the, with since right now necromancers are all um, mortal races um, and mummies will be anything that that has died and has been buried uh, in a external tomb which could just be restricted to humans. Um, it isn't as important to know what race they are. Yeah. So just seeing and and it, and and so to to cut down on the flashing, it's just going to show an N for those yeah. guys. And um, and so that's that that gives us yellow and purple and dark cyan and trolls are already dark n or dark green rather uh, they're dark green and uh, boogeymen are uh, dark gray so though and ghosts are white so I think that leaves nine colors um, uh, or something I mean I, I don't really know but I think that leaves nine or ten colors. Maybe nine colors to discuss. <laughs> We've thought about them all. I mean, we're not we're not we're not saying necessarily we're gonna we're gonna do all of that this release. It really depends on people's patience with our um, with our um, you know our little flights of fancy where we're a- adding adding random stuff for fun, uh, which we we couldn't resist because we add catacombs and catacombs need filling and then they need unfilling and so on. There needs to be there needs to be some liveliness in the catacombs. Um, you can't just throw in catacombs and then wander around these giant dungeons. I posted pictures of you where you're going to be wandering through these giant dungeons and there's absolutely nothing there. Um, that's not cool. So we were, we, we, we decided to throw this in and then of course we got a little bit enthusiastic about it. And, uh, but, but some of these shouldn't take so long. I like, I don't think werewolves are going to take that long. 
And that's 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 uh, one of the ones we're considering doing after after mummies. You've got the whole. And when we say werewolf, we mean all of yeah, the Yeah, werebeasts, of course, werebeasts. Yes, yes, right, were right. were capybaras and slug slug were slug yeah. were slug were praying mantis were capybara. It's really and and it and and with all of these, I think it's important to keep in mind that when we talk about an archetype like a vampire, a werewolf, or a mummy, uh, that's that's a loose category. Um, that's going to basically determine the overall properties of the creature, but there's going to be a lot of bleed through between them, especially as we get more and more into randomly generating. Like all of these things are going to be randomly generated um, curses slash interactions slash whatever that get placed on things. And there's going to be more and more bleed through between them. We're basically just going to come up with lists of capabilities and then kind of keep it um, loosely so that a werewolf is something that has um, a couple main properties uh, that define it, that it has a transformation that's kind of um, uh, central to its being, and uh, it's most likely, though not necessarily, contagious. Um, those are kind of the defining characteristics of a werewolf. Then there, are, then there are extra things on top of that, like material weaknesses, if it's weak to to silver, that kind of thing. But if you have a, 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 a person that can voluntarily transform into a monitor lizard, uh, <laughs> on like every, every, uh, every Tuesday or something, uh, then that is still a werewolf, um, kind of very loosely defined. Uh, and, and that would be kind of the edges of what we'd be doing. And we wouldn't nece- it wouldn't necessarily be that 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 monitor lizard craves the blood of another person, right? It might yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's not they, they they eat all your produce out of your your garden, which might be a problem. For yeah, you. I mean, there, there's there's kind of this there there's kind of a kind of an uncomfortable like when do you cross over until it's kind of like more of a shape shifter or kind of a shamanistic type of magic or something, right? There's there's kind of this there's all this kind of bleed through and and we're we're so so at this starting point we're we're sticking closer to the archetypes and it it kind of spreads out from there and so i'm not sure if we're going to do anything that's non non hostile uh you know that because because i mean if 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 it, if it has a night creature symbol it's supposed to be kind of bad news <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, yeah. in terms of, and I, I mean, we might adopt other symbols, um, if, if it gets really far afield, then, and, and of course there's no reason that there should be any symbol at all for a shapeshifter. It just, it's one shape or the other, and you don't necessarily know that it's special if you find it in one shape or the other, so it shouldn't just give it away by showing a, a night creature or other symbol. Um, right. but, uh, the, the, I mean, if there, if there's some, I mean, the, the night creature symbol, uh, which is a brown brown end for the werewolf is i mean if if it is something like a werewolf which is like a a giant wolfy looking person that would just look like an n it wouldn't look like a lowercase w for wolf because it's not a wolf it's a weird wolf looking monster right so so that that that's when you that's when that thing would be given away if you have a person that can transform into just a monitor lizard they just appear like a little l or whatever a monitor lizard ends up looking like so, so <laughs> why is that monitor lizard here in the middle of town? Hmm. <laughs> why does it have a hat? That's right. So, yeah. so, so it's, uh, it's crawling it, out of those pants. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so it's it's uh, 
yeah, so we're starting with that. So that's that's another one. And then that so and then we're 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 thinking of moving on to the the red the dark red N, uh, which is which is our vampire archetype, and ah yes the vampires the, yes yes and the the uh, tell me they're going to be shiny yes right diamond skin right I, 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 yeah I guess that that might be infringement you know and <laughs> then they'd be then they'd be white ends I guess instead of red ends. And, uh, well, I guess you could have several different <laughs> archetypes of vampires too. Yeah, well, va- vampires are probably Dominus, right? And then like, I mean, the, like the along with zombie uprisings, a uh, a vampire is. I mean, the the properties of a, of a vampire probably one of the most debated night creature type things, right? Whether you you do this or 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 this. And so we're just we're just starting with. Um, with uh, the the benefit of of having randomly generated vampires is that we don't we don't we just have to think of the properties that people generally think of as fair game for vampires and then turn them on or off and um, I mean the, the the crucial the crucial things generally seems to be uh, um, some overall notion that they're predatory on people but not necessarily killing them uh, right. when they feed and also the conversion. Um, and, uh, I'm not sure if everything else is, is fair game. I don't know if every, I mean, uh, not, not every vampire gets destroyed by the sun, but that would certainly be a popular thing to add. And, uh, not every vampire can transform into a wolf or a bat or a gas or whatever, but that's also a, certainly a fair property. And, um, so, so those, those, and, and not every vampire requires a, a special method to kill it permanently, like driving a stake through its heart or chopping off its head. Uh, but that's also a fair property to to place on them, and that's, that's those are kind of things we're thinking of, of, of exploring quickly. And there's also the um, the thing that the, the vampire is not not an insane, ravening monster all the time necessarily, and they can blend into human society. That's another typical thing. So we're hoping to get get to all that. Um, and the the so that you you could, for instance, become stalked by one in adventure mode, or your fortress oh. your fortress could be um, could be stalked by one. Uh, we're still we're still kind of basically fishing around, thinking of of how you deal with that. Like if you knew that a vampire was operating out of one of your coffins, does that mean that you should kind of uh, disassemble the coffin building and fish around for it and throw it into the magma or whatever? Uh, <laughs> so we're well, st- I mean that would be interesting too. I mean if you hired a guard that happened to be a vampire. And uh, he was in your party. You know what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because you, you could, you could have in your adventure one of your companions could be a vampire and you not know it. One of your migrants that right. are, is at your fortress could be a vampire and you don't know it. Ooh, that uh, would be very fun. Yeah, so it's cold. That is capital F fun. Yeah, yeah. so so it's it's I mean, it's it's uh it's it's hard vampire to vampire fortress at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, you you don't want to make the game not fun. I mean, there's capital F fun and lowercase f fun, right? And and as long as it doesn't destroy the game, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go for things that we can put in um, in whatever period of time we allot ourselves, and that's another requirement. Um, and so that that those are the, those are the dark red ends, just kind of any mixture of those things. Uh, hope hope to get to as much as we can. It's it's fun to add stuff like that. And then um, we have. Uh, there's there's another category of these kind of um, these kind of uh, stalker style stories. Like if you if you think of um, 
I mean, modern, modern, modern day versions would be things like uh, Jason or or uh, Candyman or whatever. These things that that um, are are they're 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 not unintelligent. They're ghosts, but they're they're kind of driven by specific purposes and specific dates and specific actions. And, and they, real. yeah, and they have bodies. They're not ghosts that that don't have bodies, but they can kind of sometimes they can appear at will in places. They uh, and they generally stalk one or two people and and kill them uh, relentlessly. And they have props. They might have a meat hook or or be wrapped in chains and that kind of thing, depending on how they died. And and um, those those would be the those those would be kind of kind of um, you could get one of those on you as a result of say a zombie curse or you could get one by ignoring um, the the villagers that say that you don't go to the North Plaza at midnight and no one in town goes to the North Plaza at midnight but then you do and then one of the people one of the old uh, like hanging victims or hanging executions comes out with a rope and tries to whip you to death with it or something or strangle well, of course you're something. gonna do that once you're told not to do it exactly and then you'll you'll see that you'll see that actions have consequences at that point <laughs> uh and so so those are the, so we're, we're kind of flirting with that idea um you just don't want to make it you just don't want to make it too too um too unfun if you um, if you can't right. kill it or you can't deal with it, so you know if you so if you can just hack it to pieces, then it would just come back less frequent, frequently. Perhaps that was what we were thinking. Um, and you could have your dwarves like if you have a particularly brutal hammering for no reason, like somebody failed an export mandate and then gets hammered to death or something, <laughs> uh, then they could come back as one of these things and haunt your fortress every every year. They could try and take a victim. Uh, nothing that that ruins your fortress, but something that gives your fortress some flavor. Right. Uh, and so uh, that that's uh, that's uh, that's kind of an idea we were flirting with. That would be the dark purple ends. Um, they don't fit the zombie bill because they're 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 kind of smarter and faster and more deliberate and more specific than that. And um, but at the same time, they're not free willed. They don't have. They can't just go off and start a farm or something. Right. Uh, so they they have a and and they're not ghosts because they're not um, they have bodies. So so that so we figured they deserve their own category. And it's not just modern horror that we're riffing off here. I mean, this is a very common theme um, in ghost stories throughout throughout history. So we figured those guys needed their own their own um, um, uh, uh, symbol and and behaviors and so on. Right. Um, and then. In that in that vein, there's well, what about the ones that did just come back from the dead? Uh, have their own souls still in their body, so they're not they're not um, like a animated zombie, but they're also even if they are driven by revenge or driven by whatever, they aren't they aren't tied to it specifically, and that's where we get to the bright cyan color, which is just intelligent undead, um, corporeal. They have bodies and stuff. Um, and they, uh, they, they, uh, you know, they could just become bandit leaders or something. Just, just kind of a catch-all. You can throw them in the catacombs, have them haunting down there. Uh, bandit leaders. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You could have a whole gang of these guys, or they could lead uh, desperate living people. Uh, just, just, just sort of a, a catch-all for anything else we want to do, uh, just to scatter some more interesting guys around. Um, and they could also haunt a house. They could live in a house. Um, in in the that no one goes to in the uh, in the um, in in a town or in a village, 
and uh you know they they, they there's there's um there's different different strategies there i mean we're thinking of using regular ghosts to haunt houses too and there's there's more on that you know so maybe that, you haven't really thought about this yet but what i mean it would be interesting if you had a your your character in adventure mode could become a priest or um of a god or something and then you know they generally have powers to deal with these kind of things so that'd be interesting if you Yeah were. yeah there's a whole there's a whole slayer of night creatures arc on the development right. page which which as much as we're working on night creatures we haven't really we haven't really gotten to that whole that whole uh branch of it which is which is you know allowing yourself to become a kind of dedicated dedicated night creature hunter um right. whether whether it's through specifically religious means or just because you're knowledgeable and have learned from religious people uh, or learn from folk traditions or whatever, uh, how to deal with, uh, a variety of these, these monsters. Um, then, then, you know, you, you should in, in, in the, in the bigger cities and, and in places that are afflicted, uh, you should kind of be able to make a living on that. Um, or, or just, you know, you do it because you, you want to do it or whatever reasons you've got for it. But, uh, it should be something you can make a full-time job out of once we get to all these things because there's so much going on. Uh, that, that there seems to be no shortage of trouble and people are dying all the time, so there's always new ones. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's like, unlike the Mega Beast, this is a problem that doesn't ever go away. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so it's, it's, um, it's, Actually, it's, thanks for, thanks for mentioning Mega Beasts. Uh, is that something that, that necromancers can make use of? Uh, right, right now they, they go to, uh, battlefields and so, so they, they'd be raising up uh, trolls and things, and it would just be. But up if you had a dead mega beast on your doorstep, you know, and then the necromancer showed up, yeah, that could be bad. Oh, it could be very bad. Yeah, there's no there's no restriction on the types of bodies that they can raise. So, I mean, you could have a dragon head chasing after you. I guess <laughs> it would be like ah, big zombie dragon head chasing after you, and and zombie dragon arms <laughs> kind of crawling. Right. I, actually, they don't have. Right, okay, so, so that probably wouldn't work. So, but so the here's, head, the, here's your lesson, folks. Clean up your battlefields <laughs> for this next thing. Well, actually, if you if you wanted to have fun, I guess what you could do is you could go kill a dragon, cut off its head, put it in your backpack, and then go attack the necromancer's tower and drop the uh, drop the dragon head during the fight for some extra challenge for yourself. Because <laughs> then the the head would most likely be animated and then start shooting at you. I mean, that would all work right now. That's that's, that's messed up. <laughs> So I just had a, uh, I just, um, this will probably pop up in the devlog today, but I just, uh, was meaning whatever day this, this was recorded. But, um, uh, we, you know, we just had a, an arena mode fight where I, I, I gave a bunch of, uh, naked, naked necromancers adamantine swords and made two lines of them and charged them at each other. And, uh, so they were chopping each other to bits and then all the bits would be animated during the fight. And it was, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. Uh, so it, it's cool. It, it's 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 fun how it's all working out. I'd uh, like ev- to remind everybody who has not read it that I write a web comic. It's um, RatTownStories.com, and I'd like to invite everyone to come by and check it out. It uh, the link will be where you downloaded this podcast if you were on Bay Twelve Games. So now we're going to talk about the rest of these night creatures. <laughs> I think we have about five left. Yeah, yeah, we've covered we've covered uh, lots of lots of colors. We we talked about the the bright cyan intelligent undead 
the dark magenta uh, stalkers. And now we'll move on to uh, light red, the kind of pinky pink light red color. And that's pink, pink. and that's that's and that's going to be our uh, our kind of Frankenstein's monster um, uh, uh, constructed fleshy uh, undead <laughs> that that constructed um, with the power of lightning. That's right. <laughs> and and I mean I, I I guess until we until we get giant lightning apparatuses, um, we'll, we're just going to let the necromancers use their raise the dead power. Because uh, I mean, if you can raise an arm, then if you stitch an arm to something else and you raise it all, then I mean, as long as it is, as each piece isn't acting under uh, under its own, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like intelligence, yeah, it'd Don't be stop. like it'd just be creepy if if it would start, you know, it's like why is the zombie beating its chest while it's trying to kill itself or something? It's like it, it it's like it's it's strange, but since that's not going to happen, they're just they're all going to be operating in harmony. Then uh, there'd basically be be a few things we can do because our main restriction now, which has been, you know, it's something that takes too much time to overcome to throw it in this time, is partial bodies where you've got like a, a horse's head s- stitched onto a guy or or uh, wings or, or or tails added onto people or whatever. But what we can do is uh, change the sizes of the of of each body part so a person could could come but have an arm that's 50% bigger than it should be. Uh, we can also add inventory items that are, that are it's like they're grasped, but they're actually grafted on so that you could have, you could have something that has a, has a hook or a sword instead of a hand, uh, and it's been animated. And, it has, and you can put sutures all over the guys uh, to make believe that they're stitched together. So you could have this, this disgusting animated uh, Portions of body things. It would all be the same species, so humans with humans and so on, because we can't do the we can't do any type of um, mixing of parts. But uh, it's it's enough for for initial purposes. That this one has uh, has a lot of potential in the future once we get that body part um, problem overcome, which just requires time that I don't have at this juncture. Um, although arguably all this undead stuff is time that I shouldn't have, but but uh, but people will be tolerant and patient. Um, and so so we'll get we'll get the uh, we'll get the those constructed guys coming. So most often they'll probably be with necromancer armies. Uh, I mean I guess there could be some sick guy that learned the secret of life and death, but doesn't doesn't use it to make himself immortal, but just uses it to make little little sick glued together things or something but right now we're just right. uh, we'll probably just stick with the necromancers and that's um those are the bright 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 red ones and oh incidentally yeah. will the necromancers uh die during world gen like will will adventurers try to kill them or will they just kind of go on at this point uh right now everything's everything's uh static uh just because we haven't made the adventurers go and kill them but but because adventurers go kill uh, mega beasts right now and so the the yes. necromancers will probably be hunted down and killed in adventure mode before it's I'm uh, not adventure mode sorry by adventurers in world gen before I release it but since it's not done I'm not promising it um but it's one of those things on the list there's all these kind of loose ends that get piled up of stuff that doesn't absolutely have to be done, but is just in the in the list. And then, uh, so so we'll get back right. to that when we've uh, when we finish. And is there things. is there a hard number as to how many uh, creatures that they can raise up, or is that? 
it's um, gonna be like unlimited. Uh, right now, right now it's unlimited. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, Should be interesting. I mean, they they can only do they can only visit one battlefield every every. Um, uh, it's about every year they go visit a battlefield. They can do it more frequently sometimes if the random number generator favors them. But um, just to keep things a little bit under control, they can't they can't visit battlefields all the time. But uh, they they can get quite a hefty population um, of, of of zombies, and uh, we haven't made them uh, just you know randomly attack and sack villages in World Gen yet. But that's another thing that's that's. Um, like the adventurer is going to kill them. That that's uh, basically something waiting to be done. Very low hanging fruit that um, has odds are it will be plucked. But we don't. We have so many things we're working on that uh, it's it's not clear exactly which low hanging fruit will be picked this time and which ones are going to have to wait. Um, so yeah, so that's that's uh, that's that's where we are with that stuff right now. And uh, yeah, so the 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 other ones we were thinking about. Um, well, with haunted houses, uh, it's important to have furniture that like makes sounds and stuff, and doors <laughs> doors that slam and and cabinets that try and fall over on you and that kind of thing. So um, we're thinking about using the light the light uh, kind of uh, neutral colored gray uh, to denote um, it would probably flash over slowly a uh, a piece of furniture that's active. <laughs> uh, like that's really active and moving around. Um, if if the piece of furniture just made a noise or something, you probably wouldn't see any symbol. But um, uh, this would just kind of amplify the hauntedness of some of the houses. And it might be the the extent to which the house is haunted, um, but there could also be a ghost or an intelligent undead or a stalker uh, or whatever also in the haunted house. But um, the, right. This is that, that. That's just what we what we figured would be a, a fair a fair use of that color. But you can get great real estate deals that way. Yeah, yeah. Especially, <laughs> if, especially if you're one of those undead hunters or whatever, you can buy low and clean it up and sell high. There you go. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you you really have to convince people, I guess, that it was uh, it was clean. They're probably it'd probably be hard to sell high immediately unless you had a really good reputation. But that's that's <laughs> what real estate's all about. You have a good reputation. Go. Be a be a a plus agent and wear the selling shirt, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, so, so <laughs> that's that's that. Ghostbusters. That's right. Well, yeah, this is, is going to be great. It's going to be great. And we got uh, we got uh, just three more colors to deal with. That's amazing. We're getting we're getting right through them. Um, cool. And the the this is now we're, we're I mean we're getting to the point we we probably crossed already. We're getting to the point where we're not sure if we're going to really. Uh, force you guys to suffer through every little thing for this release. So um, these are the ones that are probably less likely to get through. But just for completeness and just to kind of kind of say like this is the breadth of the nice night creatures we were thinking of, and these are the 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 uses we've decided for these colors. Uh, the bright green we we're thinking would be would denote any kind of um, a n- night creature that's still a bona fide night creature, meaning that it's kind of opposed to life in some way or another, and 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 uh, is is sort of a non-demonic but evil uh, would be would be kind of uh, a natural night creature would be something like a, an active tree in an evil forest or a cursed animal that's not a zombie but it's just cursed in some way uh, and is and is trouble for you or a new animal that's made so it, I mean it probably probably use something like the forgotten beast generator that that bases it bases it on 
you know, a, a animal that, that exists. So it'd be like, this is, this is a, a, you know, a six legged rotting capybara, um, that can, you know, curse your bloodline or something. And it would, it would wander around, uh, in the forest, be some kind of scary thing that's in the forest, uh, the evil forest or whatever, um, if it isn't filled with zombies. And, and another, another type would be to take the animal people, for instance, and, and create a cursed line of animal people. Um, Ah. And they could they could even still kind of have a civilization or whatever they've got, uh, but that's those are those are the ideas we're flirting with there. And then um, then we have the only colors I believe that are left are the blues, the actual blues. And so dark blue, we're thinking um, you know creature from the black lagoon type things. Um, Grendel's mom is arguably a since they live in that grotto, uh, uh, arguably a blue instead of a dark green night creature. Um, and, uh, you know, these kind of, these kind of, these kind of things that are, that are more watery than trolls. Um, and, and, uh, it would, and, and it would allow us to, to give the, the ocean a, br- a bit of room to move to if there were, if there were some race of evil ocean creatures. Um, cause it, until we get to boats, we're kind of, uh, not having a lot to do with the water, even though water is really important. And, uh, so we wanted to save some room for them. We wanted to not eat up all the ends, and and in that vein, there's also the um, the bright blue N, not cyan, but the bright blue N, uh, and we were gonna save that for for you know uh, pirate ships and and uh, drowning victims. So we might we might have occasion to use that, given that we've got sewers and stuff, and we'll put in wells, and we have rivers and lakes, even if we're not gonna deal with the ocean. Uh, so undead, drowned people. Yeah, it could be drowning it? victims. It could be some cursed pirate. It, you know, there, there's, there's, we're, we're just kind of setting it aside for. I mean, arguably, a cursed pirate could be the intelligent undead, or could be a stalker, or could be even a vampire, or whatever. But if it just kind of more, if if the if the ocean and and ocean uh, oriented. Uh, Thinking is is what surrounds the curse rather than um, something like uh, like like the the wronged criminal or the vampire type curse. Then we wanted a color set aside for that because ghost ships and all that kind of thing is such a such a prominent um, right. form of, of of myth that we wanted to have our own color set aside. Uh, right, the the, un, the the evil carp. <laughs> So yeah, evil carp would probably be dark blue because they're kind of an evil monster. And then if there was a oh, yes. if there was a carp fisherman that caught an evil carp and was dragged underwater and drowned, then he might come back as a bright blue one. And there you go. He'd have a name and and so on. There'd be the legend of the guy that was killed by the evil carp, and then he'd come and back. He, he throws the carp at you. Sneak into your house at night and serve you carp. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he would say carpe diem. <laughs> 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 I'll survive. I'll survive. Then I'll have to detox now. I'm gonna have to change all my blood out with an IV. Yeah, because it was such a bad pun. <laughs> well, I've been I've been bad today too. But so that's it. That's it. That's all we're doing. That's nothing. That's nothing. But but it's uh it's some stuff. It's some stuff certainly. That's great. This is Dwarf Fortress Talk 14 Part Two. 
Gaiden. That's right. <laughs> Being recorded some two weeks later, so it'll be full of all sorts of new insights, even if we're talking about the same thing. Yes. <laughs> new thing, different perspective. The world goes round. That's right. So uh, we just finished um, finished up werewolves, pretty much. Uh, we have the the werewolf just came and savaged my fortress. Um, there's a little moon readout now in the top right of the screen. Nice. Uh, just so, so you can watch the the moon the moon phases pass, and then when it turns into an O, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> half your fortress could turn into uh, little were chameleons or something. Are there still multiple moons? Um, there, right now, there's one moon. There's, I think, there's always been one moon. Uh, we should, we should support multiple moons in the future. And then, who knows what the, maybe the, maybe the, the lycanthropes won't get any rest then at all. <laughs> or, or maybe, different <laughs> times. Well, I guess, it, I guess it could be like when one moon is full, they turn to one thing. When the other moon is full, they turn to another thing. And when both moons are full, they turn into a third thing. Um. But I, I, my, I guess both. Uh, well, yeah, it really depends on uh, if both moons can be uh, can be full. You wouldn't see them, I guess. It depends on the orbits of the moons, really. Yep. Um, you never know what you're gonna get. But I've I've seen I've seen the the um, the were lizard come and savage my fortress, and then one of my guys turned into a were lizard and started savaging his buddies. So how 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 do the transformations work? Is it just like, does it take like the lizard, like a uh, template and then kind of like apply it to the dwarf and like they kind of half transform, they get scales and. Yeah, I wish we could do that right now. <laughs> they, they're just kind of like yeah, lizard. Oh yeah. Because, because the, um, the problem is having, um, a body pointer or a body structure. If you mixed every race with every other race, you get, you get a huge, um, a huge number for it to keep track of, and so you want to start keeping track of it at the individual basis because there's not going to be so many were creatures that you can't just have a, a different individual body for every single one. And I've got a framework in for that that's been in for like six years that I've never used, <laughs> uh, just called the Unique Body Framework. It's all set up, except it's never been tested, and I was like, do I really want to, you know, delay this release by another month? Uh, to work out the kinks in the in the unique body framework, so we'll we'll get to that. Um, I'm not sure sooner rather than later, but but I think um, I think there there's certainly going to be more of a a reason to do it now that we've got all this stuff sitting here that can finally take advantage of it. But right now you just turn into a kind of monstery monstery uh, animal thing, and it's the same for everybody. So if you bit a giant or something and turn them into a werewolf, then they'd, they'd turn into a smaller little werewolf guy. <laughs> but uh, there are various things. I mean, it's, it's, it's just because it's such at the it's such early stage. I mean, there could be a... Um, There's like infinite there, possibilities. You can't really out, right out the gate model all of them, I think. You know, hardly any of them. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it'd be simple to do something like... Um, and something like this could be thrown in, depending on how much we care. Um, where if a giant were bitten then it would at least have a, a, a size um, proportionality mm-hmm. where, where it's like you're a, you're a were beast now, but you get to be big. <laughs> can of, can you uh, 
turn <clears throat> into a vermin, like get bit by a were mosquito and just kind of... <laughs> well, we have, because it's using the Forgotten Beast framework, you can become a were maggot. <laughs> you can become all kinds of things, <laughs> which I thought was classy. But uh, the, the, the were maggot. But right now the were maggot's uh, a little bigger than a man, <laughs> which is kind of scary. But, uh, but the thing is, we're, we're, going to, um, we're going to do vermin transformations, most likely with vampires, which are next, because vampires need to be able to turn to bats. Yep. And um, and so if vampires turn into bats, then we'll have vermin transformations, and then we can consider other other curses. The god curses you and turns you into a mosquito or something. Were tree, <laughs> were tree. That's right. Yeah, uh, we're the the the, the were tree type stuff might be the stuff that we're not getting to because we we've got um we got all the colors of ends. Because uh, we talked about this, I think with 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 Rainseek, we went over all the colors of ends, and the uh, the bright green end was going to be stuff like evil trees and um, and just monsters in the evil areas that don't really fit a uh, a, a profile, but they are they're, they're linked in the fact that they're natural, more natural than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just be like a six legged wolf or something uh, that lives in the evil forest with the trees that kind of shamble around and bat people or whatever. That sort of thing would would have some some bright bright green end character, and uh, uh, those um, those those are those are near the end of the ones we wanted to do because we're doing we're doing vampires next definitely, and then after that we're we're thinking um, we're either going to do the the Frankenstein's monster style ones or we're going to do the um, the um, the stalkery ones, and um, of course it all depends on. Um, you know, if there if there's a, a giant giant clatter to just release the game already, we could think about doing that. But uh, so far, people seem very engaged um, on the on the uh, the future of the fortress, for example. So yeah, I don't I don't think the slight delay is really a big deal. Um, I mean, it's not like this is going to take two years or anything. Um, probably shouldn't your say fingers. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. I mean, 19 months is my record, and that's a record I don't even want to approach again. But um, since we're since we're about halfway through the night creatures we really ever planned to do, um, I think we're in good shape. Because there's going to be a time where I, where we still have to do markets and furnishings. Mm-hmm. Um, but furnishings, I mean, I might as well do those when I do haunted houses. So uh, that's all going to go nicely. And then the market will be the only thing that's kind of left behind that needs to be finished after the night creatures. So I feel pretty good about uh, feel pretty good about where we're at. I mean, it's obviously taking a little longer than I thought it would, but we're also going to be jacking up the version number an extra point or two because yep. of this. Because uh, this is all stuff. This is not like just a random kind of flight of fancy. This was all on our version one list anyway. So, and I have I have a big list that has the 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 point value for <laughs> a bunch of things. Because because it was just it was like uh, the when we went to version. Um, 0.31, and then we started making all those uh, changes, and then we did all the stuff like the first night creatures for adventure mode, and the version number just kept going through 31.18, 31.19, and we never increased it because we didn't have, um, we we had moved away from that core 100 system, and didn't really replace it with something else, so the version number was was stagnant for a while. But now I've written down a list um, of all the things for version one with a I think about point zero two or a little more worth of uh, maybe point zero five worth of wiggle room for um, whatever we might want to kind of throw in there. But um, basically the whole the whole version number with uh, you know if night creatures. I think night creatures are worth like point zero zero five or something, 
Um, and they all have various degrees and so on. I didn't want to put it up because it's, uh, I mean, we've had, we've had bad luck with dev systems changing. It's really nothing new. It's just uh, trying to systematize the version number so I can think about it. Um, but yeah, if we're at if we're at 0 0.33 or 0 0.34, that sounds about right for next time. And that's a that's you know that's significant because it, we're, we'd be crossing the third a third a third of the way through after uh, nine years. So you know we'd be able to say you know in 18 years I'm going to be 51 years old and we'll be at Dwarf Fortress version one. That'll be great. So yeah yeah and then I'll then I'll retire or something yep. or just. Start version two. Version two, yep. Yep, yep, and, and various other projects and stuff. It's gonna be great. Um, so let's see here. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. There's all kinds of things going on. Um, so how do the crypts and sewers and kind of like dungeon zones? How do they kind of like uh, work? Like, is it do they spring up during world gen and just kind of appear? Or do they kind of come there's about a, as a result of things? There, there's, there's, there's just, just, just a slight dusting of things. It's not. I mean, there. The, so what we've got are um, we have villages and cities, and a city right now just means that it's got a market, and then the the um, and that 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 some trade is done there. And that increases the 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 allows the population to increase and allows them to specialize their workforce a bit. And what you get then is a lot more dead people in one place. And so what they, they do is uh, fairly early on in the cities, they establish a um, a, uh, a catacombs type area, maybe after they build their first temple. And once they've got a temple, they establish an underground burial area, and then it starts moving all the bodies. It tracks every single body now, including whether or not it's been raised, and uh, how, generally how they died. So it would know that there are like 100 people that starved to death between these year ranges, buried under the catacombs. Um, and we haven't really used that for much yet, except for just raising the bodies. Uh, but uh, that'll allow us later to to you know have have certain starved people raised up and that might influence the character of the uh, resulting ghosts or zombies mm -hmm. but uh, right now it's not it's not used but the, they so you get these these bodies that keep constantly get shoveled down into the catacombs and that that influences the size of the catacombs and you'll you, you'll be able to find those bodies down there unless you run a really long world gen then you start getting too many bodies to place and then it'll just you know stack. Uh, what do you, what you may call it, like these Parisian-style bone walls or whatever, right? Um, and uh, so, so that that that's how the catacomb springs up. The um, you eventually get a keep built in the in the market towns as well. And at that point, they also just throw a dungeon in because you got to have a dungeon under your castle. Yep. Uh, it's just a theme, and uh, that's not really used for anything. It's just there because we don't have the whole crime and punishment um, stuff. Although we might get to that with the stalker ghosts if we start making them um, just executed criminals or whatever. But we're not going to do too much with crime and punishment this time. And so you just have this dungeon under there. That's just kind of a random adventure environment or whatever, right? And then um, sewers with what sewer? You get sewers when you start paving roads. They pave the roads at a certain stage, and then you need to put sewers under them, and you get a sewer, and if you, you've got a river, and they generally do, then you, you uh, have the sewer exits out at various points in the river, and it tries to run along the uh, roads when it can, and then it will shoot uh, shafts up from the sewers and put grates. Mm -hmm. uh, so there'll be grates in the center of the road 
that you can look down and you can look down and see the sewers and then you you down in the, in these alleys um uh, you you can walk down the alley and and go down to a sewer access area and uh then you get down and then you're walking along the sewers and the sewers when it when it lays them out when it generates the the rough map of the town it lays out the sewer and uh links it up in in you know maybe a few places to the catacombs or the dungeon whatever happens to be around so that it's all a big adventure environment um and we're we're just we're just now getting to the uh getting to the undead that are going to populate the catacombs um uh is because the the ones we've been working on like necromancers and and were werewolves and stuff aren't in the sewers uh but we'll have that in a sec and um and so uh and we've we've put all of our mummies off in um off in tombs <laughs> like separate like, like it'll it'll pick a valley of the kings type area and then stick um stick stick monuments there Nice. Uh, and they keep they keep doing that, and then they occasionally pick a new spot and start sticking monuments there. And so you 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 basically have a giant kind of tomb area for all of your world gen rulers. And um, but that that leaves that that leaves the catacombs without undead again. It's kind of funny because that was the whole the whole <laughs> impetus for the uh, impetus for the night creature thing that we this kick that we're on now was to was to fill up the catacombs and so far we failed to do so. However, when we get to um, the stalker ghosts and the uh, the the um, the generic intelligent undead, uh, we should have no problem with that. Um, but and that's 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 those those aren't so hard to do. Uh, All of all of the all of the um, the undead have had their own challenges that we've had to do. Uh, like the um, the original zombies, the challenge was to write a framework uh, in general that that let you um, uh, just do these interactions at all. It's like the whole baby baby magic framework, as we were calling it, because <laughs> um, because uh, it's. Uh, um, it was just something something we had wanted to do for a long time. It's been up there, you know, to kind of generalize the the undead framework to get rid of the skeleton and zombie flags and and kind of generalize the whole thing. And you might as well, if you're going to do that, you might as well start to look at the magic framework. It's really not a full magic framework, but it it can be expanded to become one. And uh, that was the challenge with zombies. And then the challenge with necromancers was to allow people to use that framework and uh, and to uh, set up this whole secrets thing and then the the challenge with with mummies was to set up these big site maps and also to uh to um to do the disturbance thing where you, where where you can disturb the dead um and the um and the the right now they all look like pyramids just because uh <laughs> that's how it is but uh the way it's set up and this could very well be done before the release is is any shape that you define for it, it it knows how to fill it with rooms now. So if I wanted to make it look more like a rounded top thing or something with a few towers, different towers, mm-hmm. it would know it would know how to fill them all uh, with rooms without nice. not leaving any space. It's all it's it's very general. So it's it's it should be really cool, um, and we can use it for um, for other things uh, as well, not just not just undead areas. It's yeah, and it uses the same thing to make the dungeons and the catacombs. It just it just a kind of space filling um, thing. I mean, it it it's it's not. Uh, I haven't spent enough time with it to make it super interesting. So there's 
there's kind of a rectangular feel to the individual rooms, uh, except for <laughs> the ones turned into passageways. But that's that's really easy to fix. Um, it's just a matter of time. And uh, the 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 then we moved on to the werewolves and werewolves of course had the whole transformation challenge and material weaknesses and triggers and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah yeah and it was, and and just getting it timed because right now it times like when you hit the full moon, that's when you get your werebeast attacks and it times it to within a few seconds of their transformation so that. Um, they have full time to kind of run on the map, savage some of your dwarves, and get out of there if they can. Uh, but, I mean, usually they just turn back to being human or whatever, or an elf or whatever they were, and then they just get killed by whoever they were fighting with. But, uh, <laughs> so, so we should, I mean, I, I could make them bolt a little bit early. But you need to have them, you need to give them time to run and leave. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to, um, get caught up in that whole dwarf dwarf mode is a different time frame so everything has to have different rules uh instead i just wanted i just i just kept it at the same time frame and had the had the werewolf just go in and get out or whatever so if you've ever got a guy outside cutting wood or whatever um he'll be at risk <laughs> uh for a, so yeah i mean if if you're in a really plagued plagued area you might you might Bring your woodcutters in for the full moon or something, but uh, we'll see what people do. I mean, you can. I mean, what Zach and I, when Zach and I were walking around, we 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 we, you know, there's things like you could have a uh, an anti werewolf corridor that's just a labyrinth long enough that the 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 wolf will run in and change back before he gets to your dwarves or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's all kinds of there's all kinds of things. Of course, you could just cage him if you wanna if you wanna have a werewolf, and then you can stick him in a pit and. Have him change every every full moon and kill whatever else you've dropped down there. Now, when they transform, how is their soul handled? Is there like does their personality have an effect? Like if someone has lots of self control and you know, would they be able to basically wolf out but still be yeah. themselves to some degree? Uh, the the potential's there, but I haven't I haven't done it. Um, uh, right now, it doesn't use like their anger management skills to determine how crazy they are when they're a werewolf. It just says you're crazy. Uh, but the soul, the soul remains the same. They just go temporarily. Uh, they have the temporary insanity defense. Nice. Um, and then they, they actually, <laughs> right now they turn back and the dwarves don't care if one of your dwarves has savaged everybody and then turns back and they're like, okay, back to work. Yep. Um, and it's like, yeah, I'm sorry, one of my friends has died lately or whatever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's too bad. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so, so there's a whole, um, there's so what I was what I was getting at listing all these 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 obstacles was that um, the vampires have a significant number of obstacles as well of course because they have their own little um, little tropey trope tropes and and stuff that 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 kind of need to be looked at for them but for the intelligent undead and um, mostly the construct guys like the Frankenstein's monster type thingy the um, those aren't so bad. I mean, I, I've got most of the stuff I need for them. The only thing I need for the uh, for the Frankenstein's monster is that it's not an animated corpse, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I hadn't really thought about this, I think, when I was talking to Rainseeker, so I don't remember what I said there, but uh, it's going to really need kind of a soul creation effect, right? It's like a new, a new critter uh, living in an old body, in a way. Uh, and th- I mean, I, I think there were there were kind of like these knock-on effects, like it might have 
some memories from its old body or something. But it, it's kind of a genuinely new creature learning how to deal with the world in a way, right? Yeah. And so, so, so the the, the we'll have this kind of. I mean, it's not going to be all all kind of sciency with lightning, most likely. Although, I mean, there's no reason not to do that, really, except for the silliness of it, uh, which is fine because uh, we have wear capybaras after all. But it it it, it it's just going to be some kind of soul creation secret thingy. Um, I don't know if it's going to be related to what the necromancers already do because it's probably going to be the necromancers doing it. Um, at, at least at first. I mean, obviously we can diversify, but then then you can have have these kind of glued together bodies with with weapons grafted on their arms and um, and um, and then they can be uh, I, I don't know what they uh, what what how they why they respond to the world in such a negative way um, but maybe it's just because at first the necromancer is just telling them to be bad from when they were a little little first race <laughs> little baby Frankenstein's monster critter and they're just like you gotta go hurt people and be bad, and they're like, okay, I'll go be bad. Uh, that's really, I mean, because they, they, it would be cool for them to have some autonomy later and and not necessarily be evil. Yeah. But but uh, at first they're probably just gonna be for spamming your fortress with weird ass uh, constructed monster axe wielding uh, half sutured together. Yeah. Things. It's that's the kind of feel I get with the. Uh with the current night creatures and boogeymen, it's like you put them in, and you gotta you gotta have a way for players to just immediately get jumped by them and beat up to death. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's really the the only way we can relate to our world right now. But um, yeah, we always hope for the whole release five e type uh, make your world come alive thing. Uh, will um, will hopefully. Uh, start with what? When was the personality rewrite? Someone's got to remind me of all this stuff. Personality rewrite right now is number eight, and that that that'll be good. Can release five with release eight, assuming those things remain in their current position, because release eight personality rewrite could be moved up to release five, um, which is uh, release five is when the when the world comes alive, right? That's that's what we've been selling it as anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. You have the the populations. There can be birth, and there can be replacement for successions. People eating, uh, using up their food after world gen. Right now, all that stuff happens in world gen, and we basically want to throw forward as many non-army-ish things from world gen that we can. Uh, and in order to do that, we probably will need the personality framework. So I might move that up. But um, that's that's uh, that's also when we can start. Considering having having autonomous constructed vehicle people that can think, I said autonomous vehicle just because I think that was in one of those how it's made episodes that was, uh, was, was <laughs> machines did it. Yeah, it was like here, watch the autonomous vehicle ride down this hallway and do seven hundred different tasks. It was, it was pretty cool. But um, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, where will we go? So we have, yeah, so the vampires, though, are going to have, they're going to have framework issues. They're going to have to be really cool. They're just going to be, you know, throwing wine goblets at you. That's right. Diamond uh, skin, vampire babies, that's what we got to have. Backdashing. Mm-hmm. And other Castlevania reference. <laughs> that's right, we're going to transform into vermin. 
And if we can do it, we can transform into gas. That's cool. Yeah. That's always cool to transform into gas. Um, can you turn into a ghost and go through walls? There would be absolutely no problem with that. Can um, you mod in a rock that when you touch <laughs> it, you turn into a ghost? Or a plant that you eat it and turn into a ghost? What do we have? I mean, because I was, I was thinking what syndromes actually work. I don't think ingested syndromes work. I don't recall. I don't think they do. Which would mean that you might need to have a thing where you... you it makes gas. People have been good at making gases. Um, what, what would that be? Because you have all those adventure mode. <laughs> adventure mode. People can mod in an adventure mode reaction that you do it just like butchering a corpse or, ma or sharpening a knife, but it turns it into a material that turns into a gas, and then when you breathe the gas, the effect happens. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, I think people were doing that. Um, I think that works. And then you can do all kinds of things like like you do the you you take your whatever you your break magic the twig. Yeah, you take your magic twig that you found somewhere. Um, however, you get that in, and then you do the special breaking the twig uh, modded in reaction that turns the twig into a, uh, a, a item with a high boiling point that shoots out a gas that makes it so you can breathe underwater. And then you have a water breathing under twig. That's thing. how magic works. That's, that's how that's how it works right now. Yeah. So so there's there's a certain degeneracy to that, but um, obviously I think there'll be a um, an increasing um, desire to do things like ingestion syndromes, which are really just like one line of code. <laughs> it's like they should be. I think I already have the uh, um, the what should we call it the um, the trigger class for injection, uh, but uh, or maybe not. What syndromes? What syndrome styles do I have? I, uh, injected might be what I was thinking of. I'm trying to think of my syndrome, my syndrome words. Um, yeah, there's injected syndromes. Contact syndromes, inhaled syndromes, uh, and the contact syndromes don't don't work uh, for just like touching a rock, I think. So yeah, we just need to add ingested syndromes, and then we can we can forego all this nonsense, right? Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so so that that that'll be good um, eventually, sometime who knows when. And um, making vampires get messed up by the sun, that's always good. Um, but the the thing that's tricky with vampires is the um, the contagion process, right? The uh, the 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 turning of another vampire, because ideally you'd want them to be able to come and like visit a dwarf three times or whatever. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, while your dwarf is sleeping, a vampire will come and visit them, and and uh, and um, and or you could be hunted by by one in adventure mode. Whenever you sleep, then. You could be being stalked by a vampire or something, but there needs to be countermeasures or something, or or that's that's um, that's no longer fun um, with a lowercase f. Uh, so yeah, that, that so that's 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 kind of the last I think the last giant project. Like werewolves have taken a while. I think we've been a week on werewolves now or something, and um, the others have all taken about that much time. And so, if we spend a week on vampires, then we should have a significant uh, batch of new stuff associated to them, and then we can kind of knock off some of the others. And uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. Then we get back to markets, and then we'll be done. Nice. And it, it won't have taken all year. And, of course, there's going to be time. Uh, we have to definitely do sponsored animals, um, because... 
I mean, we're we're thinking if we're not through with the sponsored animals by December, when which is the year anniversary of the sponsored animals, then we'll have done kind of a disservice to the world, yeah. right? Like you can't have you can't have a pledge drive and then take more than a year to do all this stuff. Um, so where that means we'll have to accelerate that process, which will mean what we'll be doing a little bit less of other things, but not that much less. I mean, the, there's there's 120 something animals left, but um, they they can't all have the bee treatment, right? No. <laughs> Where we spent like a month on the bee or whatever. Uh, we spent an extreme amount of time on the bee, but the bee won, so that's why the bee got the treatment. But um, yeah, hopefully that won't be. I mean, you can't you can't add things like there's some some critters on there like leeches and mosquitoes. You can't add leeches and mosquitoes without adding new stuff. Yeah. But certain ones might might get um get no new tags. Uh, but we'll we'll try our best to make it make it cool uh, for all of the little critters. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's always exciting. Always exciting to talk about critters and things. But yeah, what haven't we talked about yet? Um, did you talk to Rain Seeker about specific trap implementation? Like, oh, uh, no. So if when you're down, you're like you're scaling the evil vampire's tower or whatever, That's right. and there's traps, like when you see them, will it just be like disarm trap, Y, N? Or will you actually like, oh, I see this rope here, and if I step on the rope, then this thing up here is going to fall on me. And it's going to be kind of more problem-solving <laughs> involved. It should be later. I mean, right now, they're just the same traps from um, from fort mode. So it's like, oh, wow, there's a weapon trap up ahead, or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. So so you either you either kind of spot them or you don't. And once you spot them, you don't have to worry about disarming them, just like the dwarves don't. Um, so it's, it's, really, it's really just kind of a um, uh, being patient with your observational skill and then, and then sort of moving on and... Uh, but if you're fleeing from monsters or something and don't have time to kind of poke around, then then that's when you start to get into trouble. And we have that we have that on the dev page. There's that um, the the trap rewrite, which is when we want to take all of the traps. And partially, this is uh, or maybe even mainly, nah, just partially to, to uh, nerf traps in dwarf mode, right? Mm-hmm. Because traps in dwarf mode are insane. Um, you can just kind of uh, ignore invasions entirely. Because of your traps, so if you had to, if you had to have fun building the traps, right? If you had to, if a weapon trap in, required like you to install something in the wall and hook it to a pressure plate all the time instead of just having uh, pressure plates reserved for your really insane fluid traps and stuff, then that would also make adventure mo- mode more fun because then you might never spot a weapon trap. It would just say there is a pressure plate, and you spot a slot in the wall or whatever, and you're like, well. Could be anything, but it's probably something bad. It's not like going to step on it and give me a lottery ticket or something, um, unless it does, which would be kind of weird. But it's probably just going to chop your head off or something. <laughs> and then uh, when it uses when it uses that kind of mechanism, um, better traps uh, made from multi-tile things and requiring different mechanisms to put them together and so on. Then disarming traps should be a lot more fun in adventure mode, and making traps should be a lot more fun in fortress mode. And you should be able to make a larger variety of traps. It should be really fun. Um, and that's that's uh, slated for an unknown time, but it's on the dev page. 
and uh, along with large pipe sections, large pipe sections being able to walk on top of or crawl inside of them, so you'd have these pipes shooting stuff all over the place. And then moving fortress sections like uh, lifts and crushing traps, so you could have a whole wall come and crush you and so on. Um, and um, so it sh- yeah, it should be it should be great fun. Uh, but right now it's just I mean it's 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 just kind of um, uh, standard fare. Spot the uh, spot the carrot sign, and uh, and then you're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, so 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 it's uh, it's all it's all about what you'd expect, I guess. Um. I just know some people want to get their Gordon Freeman on and kind of like stack crates to reach a lever to <laughs> raise the water level to. That's right. You have move a seesaw. Well, yep. It's got the seesaw puzzle. Um, it's important to have a seesaw puzzle. That's probably going to be the, the 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 sort of puzzle that's the worst for for our type of graphics yeah. or whatever. That's <laughs> like you just have to constantly look at the seesaw and it would be like the seesaw is sixty degrees to the right and you're like Saxon and then you have to look at it again or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it's it's um yeah it's too bad our game's not really set up for visual puzzles but. Uh, we'll have to figure out how to how to replace that with something something fun in um, for the treasure hunters and so on, so that you could. I mean, conceivably, I guess, I guess the system is is ready when you can go into a crypt or something, someplace like that, and go through many rooms and adventures and get the treasure and get out and have a good time without meeting a single monster, right? Yeah. And uh, then you know that you've uh, you've succeeded in kind of getting your Indiana Jones vibe on and stuff, and get your rolling boulder traps and your steal the idol thing going on and all that kind of thing. Um, and we'll get there. We'll get there. We just need some more more bits and pieces. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Right now we're just doing random bad critters. All bad all the time. So. <laughs> Curses are, or divine intervention of the negative sort. Will there be positives, like things like, uh, oh, you know, you didn't kick this flower, so <laughs> I'm going to make a golden flower grow out of your forehead, because that seems like something that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great too. Uh, I mean, right now there's nothing. There's nothing we've done. Uh, it's moddable. You could you can do a mod right now that said in good regions, you don't have to breathe or whatever. <laughs> it's just like okay, thanks. Um, and uh, it's like or in good regions, everyone turns into a rabbit permanently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's. Um, or not permanently. You can make it last for a month, and then when you leave the good region, you change back. Uh, so I think that's all doable right now, as it stands. Uh, and we just haven't done any of that because our, our focus has been less on magic and more on the beasts, uh, the night creatures. Uh, but it's not it's not like we haven't we haven't thought you know that's that's what this framework is is supposed to do. We just haven't haven't thought of particular things, mainly because you can't really serve the gods right now. I guess we're just getting to that point where where things that you're doing could be considered in service of some religious cause. Yep. Because at that point then you can start you can start considering uh 
considering your blessings and so on. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to get too um, too uh, technical, numeric with it, where you you know that you do a certain amount of work and then you get to pray for your 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 divine shield bonus kind of stuff. But you should, um, I mean, a a a reasonable a reasonable deity. I think if you're walking into the the vampire's castle and you say a prayer over yourself or whatever, and you've been a, a good person, uh, I think it's reasonable to expect uh, some service there, especially because there are evil monsters in the world and so on. Um, and and uh, of course, there's no uh, there's no real problem with just having you having conversations and chats all the time. Uh, right now, it doesn't work, but now that the gods are officially real, um, maybe you should be able to chat. Yep. That's right. Um, Name, job, buy. <laughs> that's right. Service, and the god's like, I'll gladly join your cause. <laughs> and he appears, and you've got like this giraffe walking with you the whole time, or whatever. Never know. Never know what you're going to get. Cause it, I mean, yeah, I wonder when it'll be time to do the um, the avatar manifestation type critters, because um, it could be done any time now. Uh, with the um, with the ghosts, the ghost zombie dichotomy now, where you can have a ghost and a zombie of the same person, uh, and in fact cut off all their limbs and have all those things be um, active units at the same time, it's now no problem to have gods walking the earth in multiple places and that kind of stuff. Uh, so all those all those kind of things. It's like we've a lot of what we've been doing this time. We've been working on specific night creatures, but we've also kind of grabbed a whole branch of the tree and made made low hanging fruit out of it. Um, so so there there there's a whole lot of possibilities that it's going to seem like we're not exploiting, but it's just because we haven't had time to do so. And they're all sitting there, and we're 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 kind of aware that that's 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 sitting there, and it's it's the whole point, but we haven't gotten there. <laughs> so it's gonna be kind of frustrating for a while, I think. But if your if your fortress can degenerate into werewolves, I guess that's that's um that's an added an added feature. Yep. That's new. I mean, I guess if you're if you get your whole fortress converted, it won't be a problem, because everyone will turn into a werewolf at the full moon, and then they'll just run around. They don't they don't they don't bite each other. Um, that was, I mean, that that was a decision we made. Uh, it could go either way, but right now they don't. They don't. It's 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 intentionally coded that they don't hurt their own type of critter. If you have a wear lizard and a wear chameleon or something, then all bets are off. Or if you have a wear maggot and a wear antlion or something, all bets are off. But uh, if you have just a bunch of wear goats and they're all in the same fortress, then It'll just happen that the full moon hits and you lose two days of work, and then people have to kind of wander back to wherever their jobs were or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it also, I mean, it's, it's good for you. Want, you kind of want to get sieged on the full moon then because they're very effective yep. uh, biting and gnawing on people. Um, werewolves are pretty hard, and the, uh, the material weaknesses help them out because they're strong to most things. Uh, you just have to hope that the goblins don't have uh, the the proper type of weapon for your fortress. Like if they if you if you need iron to kill your were goat fortress, then and all the gob goblins come with iron or something, then it's going to be like a lightsaber duel with only one person coming to the fight with a lightsaber, um, <laughs> and that's no fun. 
Um, because uh, yeah, I was I was having a little fight with a werewolf and um, hit it with the flat of the sword, but it was the right type of sword, and it shattered the bone and <laughs> just just kind of busted it apart into little fragments. So uh, uh, it's dangerous to using the proper type of material. Um, but but yeah, so so I mean there'll be some weird things. People will definitely be able to run a werewolf fortress. I guess the one issue is. Um, uh, right now, I might change this, having just thought of it. If everyone in your fortress is a werewolf, then during that full moon, you'll register as having no living dwarves because they're all against you, crazed at that time as if they were berserk. Oh, and then you lose? And then you'd lose. So, yeah, I just need to put in a little thing that, that says that they still count if... Um, if uh, they still count as alive if... Um, if they're just temporarily temporarily transformed, then um, uh, let me write that in my little file. Temporary transformations should not count against dwarf total for losing the game. There we go. Alright, now that won't be a problem. And people will be able to have their full werewolf fortresses. Um and uh yeah you could even have a kind of segregated fortress based on the were goats and the were lizards and because uh, they they'd kill each other and then you could have like you could you could play your, your like underworld war of the lycanthropes um underneath your fortress have a big floodgate between the two fortresses or whatever <laughs> release them on each other during the full moon but um you know <laughs> uh, that should be cool. Um, and vampires, I'm not. I mean, I'm not really sure how that's going to play out yet, but something similar probably can happen if your whole. Uh, although, yeah, I'm not sure about vampires. Like, if one of your f- dwarves because of a vampire, they might be operating out of a coffin or something, and you, it would be more like one of your dead dwarves is constantly coming out and causing trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, then that would not be the same as counting against your um, your your fortress total. We'll see. I mean, it's kind of weird having a vampire in your fortress because it's like, how do you how do you kill it? And do you just have to press T and search all the coffins for a living body or something? Right? It's a little weird. But um, we'll think of something. It'll be fine. Uh, and yep, 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 yep. Action packed. Action packed, yeah. Nothing but nothing but stalker ghosts running around with having their bodies wrapped in chains and running around with shovels hurting people and stuff. So it'll be great fun. Hey, welcome back to our second or third half of the show, whatever this happens to be at the time. Uh, we are going to talk about your questions. And Tarn is going to yammer on about things. That's right. Um, we're going to uh, – the first question comes from a, uh, a listener named PC Paste. And he asks, or she, will adventurers ever have the capability to tame animals? Like a little fox that you just saw tear the throat out of your enemy in an instant and you want to earn his trust and take him with you. Will you be able <laughs> to do that someday? I think so. I think so because uh, dwarves can do it, right? You you have um, you have you catch these wild animals in cages and uh, put the cage in your animal stockpile and then bring your your dwarf up to um, uh, to tame them at the kennels or whatever. 
and there's nothing really being said about what's going on there, but there is a a framework for it in that sense, and that in that it it already has a precedent. So I think that that in the, in the spirit of having adventurers be able to do anything that is available to do in the game, which is definitely one of our long term goals, I think I think adventurers will have the capability to uh, to tame animals. I mean, it kind of is <laughs> like when do you get to do it or how do you get to do it? Right. I mean, I, I suppose if if something is charging you, then you'd have to be incredibly skilled to kind of bring it out of the red zone and and calm it down and. And get it, get it to be your buddy. But if if it's if it's like the helpful fox that's been murdering all the goblins around you, then then maybe uh, maybe it's already your friend, and and you just need to give it a name and ask it to come with you or something. But I think yeah, so I think definitely um, definitely you'll be able to do that. I mean, there's there's uh, I I don't know very much about about taming wild beasts myself. If it's if it's even if it's even um, possible in a lot of cases, so. We'll have to we'll have to think about how that works, but it's 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 kind of too fun to avoid, uh, yeah. even even if it's not practical. <laughs> Probably give it a skill skill of some sort, huh? Yeah, yeah, amazing people. I mean, it, I mean, it all and it all comes back to what exactly was the dungeon master doing when the dungeon master was taming giant cave spiders or whatever? I mean, what does that even, what does that even mean? Giant uh, eagles. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they do it. And there's also another precedent for it, which is the. Uh, when 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 people go on on journeys underground uh, and and out into the wilds and tame giant leopards and jabbers and stuff, what are they doing? Because uh, that happens during world generation. There's these references to that, and yeah. uh, and so so that that's 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 another precedent for it that says that adventurers should definitely be able to do it. My dwarves are always making engravings about you know the human guy that went out and tamed the eagles, and it's happened on multiple <laughs> spa, you know multiple things. Apparently, eagles are very popular to tame. Yeah, yeah, it's probably because they they're they're uh, one of the only savage creatures that lives in the mountains or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why it happens all the time, but it's funny because then you get these eagle riding guys attacking your fortress or whatever. Yeah, well, that's that's really scary actually. <laughs> <laughs> And I've I guess, never had that had to happen, but uh, if it did happen to me, I'd, I'd be like, okay, Fortress is done. <laughs> I guess that ties right into, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but uh, Kim Chaner's question. In Legends mode, it will sometimes say so-and-so made a journey to the depths of the world, followed by so-and-so tamed the species of the depths of the world. If this is a start of the future, feature to, that's to be complete in the future, what is the feature? Does it have any effect in world generation? So those journeys, when they go under the world, uh, or the, or they go out into the wilds to tame things, then those creatures become um, part of their civilization or part of that guy's specific menagerie anyway, and they can be used uh, during sieges and attacks. Um, so that that feature, I mean, in a sense, it's already, I mean, it's 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 already done in that sense, although it's not. Um, it's not robust because you don't you don't really see those creatures around in adventure mode, for example. Right. But right. Will, you, will you be able to take that uh, same concept and use it in dwarf fortress mode? We can send maybe one of your guys out. On a, on a journey? <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a whole the whole uh, the whole your your fortress not having anything to do with the world um, uh, question would need need to be resolved. So I guess I guess that that gets bumped to the army arc. Uh, right. And you know if then, and um, 
so so but but I mean obviously as a as a theoretical exercise it's fair fair to say that it should happen because it's done all the time <laughs> in world gen they certainly get to cheat and do it um and I don't I don't actually recall if those uh if those monsters get used during world gen fights um it's it's possible that they don't um but they should be <laughs> right totally all right, so Jeremy asks, do you intend on changing the way DF handles multiple entities in the same tile? I was listening to your podcast on cities and couldn't help but visualize streets full of people crawling along on their stomachs just because someone else was standing over them. Well, I mean, it certainly, it certainly would, would be nice if, if two people could squeeze by each other without uh, having immediately to slither around like, like worms um i don't i don't have any specific plans for it we'll we'll see how how the throng ends up when we when we actually get people uh wandering around the markets and so on cuz the the thing you've got to avoid is allowing everyone to get into the same tile without any kind of penalty or whatever then you just end up with like 500 people in the same tile um so so there has to be there has to be something something to it and and it gets a little annoying with uh, uh keeping pathfinding up to date and getting um uh, and other other considerations like that the more rules you put on people in tiles so so there's there's just there's there there's some attendant headaches to making it seem really reasonable but um certainly the current situation isn't all that ideal either so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, it, it certainly it certainly is is not uh, not ideal or even um, acceptable the way in adventure mode, especially when you're walking around and you want to get through a door, and the only way to do it is to kind of dive between someone's legs and then and then <laughs> and jump back up or whatever. Or you're trying to get. And the fact is, is they don't care. And they don't care at all. They're just like, yeah, this is just part of the circus of our life that this rules <laughs> rules have made for us because they're they're all thinking about doing it too. Uh, so everyone's a little tumbler in 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 our universe. So yeah, no, I mean it's so it's it's certainly kind of stupid the way it is now. Um, and uh, we'll see when that gets irritating enough for for it to just require a change. But but like I was saying, there's there's just there's just uh, there's attendant headaches to to any change to how it works that makes it not something that that I just kind of knock off really quickly. Right, right. Well, thank you for joining us for our latest podcast. Um, what number was this, by the way? This is number fourteen, I think. Number fourteen. <laughs> We've That's been right. doing this for 14 times. We ha when did what when did we start this? Well, we started it certainly more than 14 months ago because we've had some horrible horrible delays. Let's let's go let's go right. grab grab the date for the first one would be August 6, 2009. So almost 2 years. Wow. Wow, I've been listening to you make trumpet noises since 2009. <laughs> and and sing sing ballads to your kitty. <laughs> yeah, well, and 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 yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, Scamps yeah, has been remarkably well behaved. Yeah, he's a remarkable boy. Didn't cause any trouble 
at all. We almost forgot he was here until he came and introduced himself during one of our unrecorded breaks. But he he just came up to kind of sniff. He was so he's been very mellow. It's amazing. Good job, scamps. How old is that kitty cat now? Uh, he's he's two plus two plus three months. So he's two two and one quarters of a boy. There you go. Yep. And uh, I uh, I would like to thank um, <laughs> Captain Tastic, even though he wasn't here today. Yeah, he might he might end up here. We don't know. <laughs> we'll he, see. He, he might end up being spliced in later, which in which case we can edit this, I suppose. But thank you, Captain Tastic. <laughs> And thank you, Tarn, for That's joining right. me. And thank you, thank you, Rainseeker, for joining yourself. You're welcome, and I I enjoyed myself. I I'm a really likable guy. I like That's myself right. a lot. That's it's good. fun hanging out with myself. It's good to have yeah. self-esteem. It is good. That's what they say. It's good. It is good. Right. And also, I would like to thank Olier and Emily Menendez for music. Music, music was provided, and I'd like to thank everyone that asked questions. I would like to thank Malox for working very hard on the transcripts. Malox, you're amazing. Thank you for doing 14 episodes of, of <laughs> yeah, that's rapid crazy. typing. Crazy, crazy. Poor little fingers. We'll have to set up a fund for his carpal tunnel. <laughs> well, carpe diem. And uh, uh, this is the part in the credits where I'm supposed to remind people that they can, in fact, donate to Bay 12 Games if they want us to keep, do. keep going. It's always it's always fun to receive donations and to um, and to to continue writing the game. Um. Yeah, and, and the more donations we get, the bigger uh, it can get. Um, hopefully, we can create um, a big, 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 big game and not stop anytime soon. But that's right. So thank uh, you, everybody. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you listening, and don't forget to check out the forum where we are advertising the uh, next Dwarf Fortress meetup. Yep, which the meetup. More and more details will be coming. July, in- July 16th. July 16th. And um, if you would um, check out where you we posted this, you will fi- be able to find a link to the forum place where we're having the meetup on the page where you downloaded this podcast. Yep. Okay. Bye, everybody. See you later, alligators. See you later, alligator men. <laughs> That's right.
We'll see. It's going to be fun. There's going to be little critters running all over the place, causing trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snap a twig, become a ghost, walk through walls. We, we, I think this this game should keep going for the next fifteen or twenty years, right? That's right. I'm I'm planning to keep myself going for about that long until I have to start figuring out um, all of my all of my things. Yes, I'll just edit that part out. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was sitting here thinking, you know, I don't have health insurance, <laughs> so maybe fifteen years is about the limit we got left. <laughs> like, oh, we'll edit that out. <laughs> well, you can put that in the in the uh, bonus, yeah, the, the bloopers where I talk about my <laughs> or whatever. Yes, no health insurance is great. So I'll talk. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Just get get a telescope, and uh, we'll figure it out without all the complicated machinery. Because we can only we can only pay for like uh, toy binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we don't even know if it's gonna make the bloopers. Oh, yeah, this is getting really scary. Okay, what? anyway. <laughs> well, I've got a beeping okay. noise. I can bleep it out.